Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard, and I just want to thank you for being with us today as we go into the Word of God and study more and just consume more of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There are two ways you can reach us. First, by mail at uh, Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. And also by email at Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. And today we're going to go uh, into the study of feasting on Jesus, feasting on Jesus. And what um, we consider a, what we consider a feast, if you could just take your mind to what we've seen in the past at Thanksgiving or at Christmas or at uh, holidays in the summertime or in uh, gatherings that we have the family, you know, when everybody brings a dish or whether it's a catered dish, that's food seemingly, there's tables of food from desserts to meats to vegetables to breads to uh, whatever you would need to, to eat or drink, it was there. It's there at that uh, party or at that feast, and we call it a feast because it's an abundance. That's what a feast is. It's not just enough, or barely enough, but a feast is where you not only have a meat, but you have several. It's whatever you can see. Uh, as my uh, elders sometimes used to say, uh, your appetite sometimes is bigger than your stomach, where you just, I want this, I want that, I want this, because it's a plenty. And I believe that as we go further into the Word of God and study this uh, subject out about feasting on Jesus. If you find yourself where your finances are in lack, where your uh, your health, you may have a uh, sudden diagnosis or ailments in your body, where there may be a sudden attack on your peace, where you know things are just seemingly attacking from north, south, east, and west, where you know there's there's financial, there's uh, there may be you know you got a ticket you can't pay, you may have a, a bill that's um, due and you don't have enough to uh, sustain yourself, to, to pay your bill, and to have enough to eat. But when we feast on Jesus and uh, make it uh, a little more to the point is where we focus on Jesus and not on the problem. Because that's what we have to see. We have to see Christ as the center. And uh, more than that, we have to feast and focus on him. What did God, what remedy in the scripture has God set aside for me for if you can see yourself healed and you're following um, the diagnosis of what the gospel says and I'm not leaving out doctors I'm, I'm uh, but I'm today we're focusing on Jesus because we thank God for doctor we thank God for medicine we thank God for those who are who are uh, dedicated them lives dedicated their lives to uh uh, uh, bringing forth good health and good nutrition for um, mankind, we're thankful for them. But I want to tell you, although you can have the best doctor, you can have the best nutritionist, you can have the best uh, workout coach, the best solution for anything that we have should always be Christ. And that does not mean that we go uh, uh, turn against doctors and turn against what uh, what is offered to us. But what I'm saying is, the best solution is the healing that comes from God and where we declare God's word rather than having to have having an organ removed or, you know, taking uh, abundance amounts of medication or having to be in a steady state of, you know, you're constantly being medicated because the pain is unbearable. But there are medicines we know today that you can forget your name. They're so powerful. You know, it can they can, uh, you know, they can inject you. You can give you certain uh 
pills or certain dosages where, you know, you'll, you can look at your arm and not even realize it's attached to your body because they're, they're so powerful. But again, what we're focusing on today is feasting on Jesus for every issue, for everything that may come, rise up, whatever situation arises in life, that when we first go to him and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to say? For the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Proverbs says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Meaning that how we go into a situation, if you go into a situation speaking faith and say, you know, I don't know why this came upon me. I know God didn't bring it. He didn't give me, he didn't design this diagnosis for me. And I don't care how long you had this malady, that's an old school word, or this sickness, or this uh, 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 condition in your body. You could have it for years, you could have it for minutes, you could, it could just be in the beginning stages. If you will feast on Jesus, who has already declared that he is our healing. For Isaiah says, and uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but uh, let's go there. Let's go to Isaiah. Um, this wasn't a scripture, but I was going to read, but we're going to go to Isaiah 53. And we're going to hear what Isaiah prophesied and what he spoke. Isaiah 53rd chapter. And we're going to get there real quick. Um, we're going to read, start reading here in Isaiah 53 and 1. <clears throat> and Isaiah is talking about, he's prophesying of, of the coming Messiah and, and who is Jesus Christ. And the first thing he says in Isaiah 53 is what? Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of the Lord being revealed is the righteousness of God or the arm of God being Christ. But the first thing Isaiah says is, who's, have you, who's report? Who has believed our report? Do you believe what's been written? Do you believe what I'm saying? Can you conceive? Is, 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 is your heart uh, soft enough and, and, and receptive enough that you will believe that the Savior is coming, Messiah is coming? And this was before Christ now. He's talking about the, the coming of Christ. And Isaiah talked about when Israel was uh, in, in, they were, they were, uh, Constant prophecy was coming that they were going into captivity because of their sin, because of the evil which they were doing, and because of their constant disobedience to God. The, God pronounced many judgments against them and say, if you would just turn, these things would not come upon you. But in the midst of all of this disobedience and idolatry and, and, and many of the kings of Israel, they sacrificed their sons and daughters because they left the, the faith of God. They left the God that delivered them from Egypt and brought them through the wilderness and established them as the apple of his eye in the middle of, of, of nations that believed in human sacrifice, that, 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 that uh, served the God of the, of, of, of the sun, of the moon. Uh, they served all of these uh, different gods. But God established Israel as the apple of his eye and to show the world that if you will walk according to my word, this word, I will give you the same beauty, the same abundance, the same uh, 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 acclaim that I put upon Israel. But in the midst of all of that, and when Israel had lost much of its, its glory, Isaiah began to prophesy and says, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He begins to say, for he has grown up before him as a tender plant, talking about Jesus, as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. 
And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire of him. He is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And we hid as were our faces from him, for he was despised and we esteemed him not. What he's talking about now, and we can just uh, imagine and that's what I'm, as we go through this teaching, we must imagine ourselves in the situations where, you know, we, we know where we are. You know, you may know that your marriage is breaking up. You may know that, you know, there's talk of you being um, uh, laid off or uh, uh, now we hear about recession or if not depression and all how the economy is going down. You've got to imagine and see yourself prospering in the middle of depression, in the middle of a drought, in the middle of confusion, in the middle of layoffs. Everybody may lo be losing your jobs around you. People may be walking out the door left and right. But if you will stand in God and say, Lord, I trust you. Put your focus not on the layoff. Put your focus not on all the bills that are in front of you. Yes, we believe God that we, these bills are going to be paid. That these debts are going to be canceled. That God is going to, we don't worry about how he does it. We just know we trust in God. We go to work every day. We, we, we're, we're, we're a giver. But most of all, we're doing the things that we said we would do. We said, Father, I, you, I told these people that I would pay this bill. And that our Lord God was, could be trusted to do this thing. Now, I trust you. I see them at zero. I don't just see them being paid off. I see them at zero. I see myself with a smile on my face. I see myself with, with, with writing on the, on the uh, uh, I know people don't use checks anymore, but having that, uh, writing this in my book saying final payment or paid in full. That's what you want to see, a zero balance. Amount due, zero. This is having that vision. Having that, uh, that, that faith for the Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by what the word of God. But when it says hearing, it means that we got to hear it and hear it and hear it. But we live in a, in a, amongst the people now so much that everybody wants a new revelation. When, if we would just take hold of what God has already given us. For this is what he spoke over to uh, to Paul and to Peter as they, but they they were uh, these apostles who had lived lives and and had sacrificed their lives and sacrificed families and 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 being being without a family as Paul did. Paul was never married, as far as history says, but Paul lived his life dedicated to God. And he committed himself to preaching the word of God. And one of the main things that he did was constantly bring back to remembrance of what God had said to them, what he had done for them, and what he was going to do for them. Think about it when he told Timothy. And, and it's Timothy who was a pastor as a young man. And I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but I just want to establish that when we keep our faith in God and remember how he delivered you in the past, how you've had bills that you couldn't pay, but somehow, some way, the money came. The situation was worked out. Some of them, some you might have got a check in the mail. You might have somebody might have uh, paid you money that they, that they owed you, but somehow, some way, you were able to pay that car off. Somehow, you paid that mortgage off. Somehow, your children were able to graduate. Maybe not knowing how, you know, you just blessed them and prayed over and said, God's going to work this out. And they were able to go through college and get their degree. And now they're prospering in whatever field they're in. But you didn't know how you were going to get them through. You just trusted God and believed God for the best. So this is what Isaiah is saying here. In Isaiah 53, he says, 
Who has believed our report? And this is what we're, again, as we uh, begin this topic, begin this study today about feasting on Jesus, having him at our center, having him right in the, uh, as we would say, as we say in the country, smack dab in the middle of what we're going through. We trust God in the middle of your pain, in the middle of, 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 of you knowing that this is not God's plan for me, but not focusing on the pain. But focusing on what Jesus said, Jesus said here in uh, St. John, the book of St. John, 6th chapter in the 47th verse, he begins to talk. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. For he says what? I am that bread of life. And that's what, again, uh, as we begin to talk about feasting on God, knowing that whenever God supplies, he oversupplies. He, has, he gives an overabundance. So what Jesus is saying to these who question who he was and what his mission was and, and, and what God has said to him for, he says, he says, verily I say unto you, if you believe on me, you're going to have everlasting life. He just didn't say have life because they were living just now. But we are more than just this current life that we're in. Everything that you see, as I constantly say, is temporary. Everything from buildings to, to cars to houses to uh, jobs to uh, even you, if you look in the mirror, how you look today, you will not look that same way 40 years from now. Because what? You are going to change. You are going to age. I didn't say you're going to get older, rather. As you progress in numbers, you get older. But it doesn't mean that you have to age and become decrepit and lose your mind and, you know, being being encumbered with uh, uh, well, someone has to take care of you and change your diaper and all these things. Yes, we know that even saved people have gone through this and are going through this. But this does not have to be you. That doesn't have to be your future. But we have to what? How do we get to to get to be 90 and in good health? We still have our eyesight. We still can get up and, and move about. We still can drive if we so choose. We still can go about and see our grandchildren or see our friends or, you know, travel or whatever we choose to do. And 90. And we know of people who do this and have done it. Why? Because many of them, and when they're believers, they put their faith in God. They trusted him and said, Father, you, you took care of us when we were young. Now I am old. What did David say? I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. And here Jesus is saying, he's not talking about the natural bread. He says, I am that bread of life. In other words, I am, the ne I am your necessary food. Is he yours? Is Jesus your necessary food? Just like we eat breakfast, we'll get lunch, we'll have a snack, we'll take a break. You know, we do all these things. We make sure we get the, we, you know, we, if you're a nutritious eater, you get your fruits, your greens, you get your meat and whatever. If you're a meat eater, you, if you're not a vegetarian, you, do, you get all, eat all from the food groups. You drink the proper nutrient, the water, uh, uh, you get hydrated, all these things we do. But Jesus says, I am that bread of life. And he goes on to say, your fathers in 49th verse, your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness. And he says, they are dead. He said they feasted every day. And you go back in the uh, in the book of Exodus, that's when Israel left 
and God, and they were in the wilderness, they come, and they were saying, you brought us out here to die, and there is no food, and Moses prayed, and manna came down, he gave them, a, uh, he gave them a schedule of when to gather it, they gather it for six days, for, uh, five, five, six days, on the sixth day, he said, gather more, on twice as much as you gathered every day, he says, you gather twice as much on Saturdays, because on Sunday, there would be no bread, but when they obeyed the man of God, and they a petition every day, every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. Uh, they came upon these days. before I would, They would say on the first, second, third, fourth, five, sixth day, get twice as much as you've been having. Because on the seventh day, they, if you went out, there would be nothing. But they feasted on what God supplied them every day. He says, your father ate this manna. They ate angel food, according to uh, Psalm 78. But he said, you know what? They ate the natural they fed the natural man. And as time go, went on, they died. But he said, but this is that bread. He said, in other words, I am that bread. I came down from heaven just like manna. That a man may eat thereof and not die. He said, if you eat of me, this is what he was saying. If you eat and see, if you leave the natural man, he wasn't saying come and take a bite out of my arm. He was saying to them, if you eat of what I give you, not only was he talking about the uh, communion at the communion table, but also daily of his word. Because Jesus not only is the bread that they would eat at the communion table, but the bread that we eat, which is the word of God. If you would feast on the word, if you would take your time out and just feast on it and read it, and read it and meditate on it and read it and put it in your ears and hear faith-filled words. Not only um, uh, uh, not faith-filled words, but faith-filled messages on faith, on healing, on deliverance, on uh, uh, prosperity. I'm talking about prosperity God's way. I'm talking about healing God's way. Where not that you just be healed, but that you walk in hell. That's God's way. That's God's perfect way is that we walk in health, that we, that we don't cross, that when cancer doesn't come, we stop cancer by proclaiming the word of God, by walking in and being obedient to what he's told us to do and, and, and listening to what the word of God say. No, none of us, nobody that has cancer wanted it. They didn't desire it. But what we can do is we can shut the door when Satan comes and says, you know what? Your mama had cancer, and she's dead. Your daddy had it. What make you think you're not going to get it? Same way I got them, I'm going to get you. Many times you go to the doctor, and again, we're not against doctors. But the doctors, they will ask you your history and say, okay, uh, what did, you, did, did your grandparents have uh, cancer? Did they have diabetes? Did they have uh, this disease? And he said, yeah, they had it. Did your mom have it? Oh, yeah, it's on your daddy's side. Mm, yeah, they had it. But what we have to say is, you know what? But this is not in my genes. Because you know what? I am a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I am not the man. You are not the man nor the woman that you once were. Now I have healing in my veins. I have Christ in me. The hope of glory. I've taken and eaten from the communion table. I've, I've taken. That doesn't mean that uh, you won't be attacked. 
Yes. Diseases will try to attack your body. But you can stand as the healed of God. Not going to be healed, but the healed of God and say, not so. I refuse to accept this. And see yourself taking a vacation. See yourself going out and playing with your kids or your grandkids. Seeing yourself running a race or, 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 or running a marathon or playing tennis or, or walking or, or whatever you may choose to do, jogging or whatever, whatever your exercise you desire to do or, or whatever, you do, whatever activity you desire to do. You have to see yourself. You have to envision yourself as you feast on the word, as you hear faith-filled words. Because remember, again, as a man thinketh, again, as Proverbs says, so is he. If you think yourself sick, if you see yourself in your funeral, you, you hear the diagnosis and you begin to see yourself as, oh my God, I wonder what my funeral is going to be like. I wonder what, my, what they're going to play at my funeral. If you plan your funeral, you are pushing, you are going down that road. And we go as we go back to Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53 says that who has believed our report? Will you believe that Jesus is a healer and a keeper? If so, go to what he says. That life and death. Choose life. When Israel was coming out of uh, out, out of out of coming out of the wilderness and getting and going into, what did Joshua do? He read them all the things of the law, and he told them, he said, "You got to choose." He said, "But for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord." He said, "Choose ye this day. Choose. If you choose God, you got to walk according to His precepts." Well, we, God has, has chosen us. Jesus, what Jesus said. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. So what we did, we accepted him. But what the Colossians say, say, as you have received Christ, so walk ye in him. What have we done? We have received Jesus Christ. We received him as our Lord. We received him as our Savior. I say unto you, feast on our Lord. Feast on his word. It's not complicated. It's not so, uh, so deep that you can't get it. I'm going to tell you a little, little proverb uh, that uh, I heard. I think it was Joseph Prince. Uh, I, yeah, it was Joseph Prince I heard. And I thought it was so enlightening about how that if we just read the word, the Bible says we're clean, we are washed by the washing of the waters of the word. Many times we feel as though, man, you read the scripture and, you know, you get up and you say, Lord, I, 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 sometimes you feel like you don't get, it's a lot I, I reading, reading today, I'm, I'm feasting on the word. And Lord, at times I'm not getting it. I don't see how it applies to me. But I say unto you, keep eating. You don't know when you go to the uh, table to eat. You don't know all the vitamins. Most of the time, if, you, if you're not really, you know, we just, we eat what we set before you. We know they're good things. We try to eat good things. We try to eat again the out of the, the the groups we should eat from breads to you know the meats the the greens the fruit and in right portions, but we don't many of us we don't know all the vitamins and things in it down to the cellular level, level how it helps us but we know if we eat right and eat healthy we can be healthy, but we know if the only thing we eat is sweets and 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 fast food and and in abundance and. 
That's all we eat. We fill ourselves with caffeine. Well, quite naturally, if you do that for years and years and we gain weight and weight and get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know that that's not going to be good. But if we do those things, I'm telling on the natural level, if we do the right things as far as what we take into our natural body and we're exercising it, we are expecting that our health would be better if we did not eat the right things. So, but, but this proverb, this, uh, uh, the brother, uh, I think Joseph Prince gave yesterday, I think it was yesterday, uh, but here it is. He says, a son came to his father one time. His father had told him that, you know, you, you, uh, he said, dad, father, you told me to eat the word and, and to study. He said, but many times I don't get anything out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm studying it because I want to know Jesus. I, I love the Lord. I'm grateful for what he's done for me. And I'm just looking father to know more about the word and it says the father looked at the son and said you know he said you see that basket over there wicked basket go get me some water and the son said uh a, a wicker basket but he took it picked it up and he looked inside and i'm adding a little bit to this he looked inside and there was um some um some maybe a little spot away of dust whatever maybe it's dust in the basket I said, okay, you water in the basket, I'll go get it. So he goes, he gets the water, and as he walks, he sees the water seeping out of the basket. And he gets to his father and said, Daddy, I see the basket, but there's no water in it. He said, don't worry, go back, give me some water. And he did this several times. And finally, on the last time he went and said, Daddy, you sent me to get this water, but every time I come back, the basket is empty. I'm sorry, I, I can't bring it. I can't give you what you need. He said, look at the basket. And when he looked inside the basket, it was clean. He said, so is the word of God. Don't worry about how much you are getting. If you keep getting the water, the cleaner the basket will get. If you keep eating the word, the more it will, it will, uh, cleanse, it will heal, it will deliver, it will bless, it will enable you as we continue to feast in the word, continue walking in the word, and we do it over and over. And that's why the apostles continually told the New Testament church, I bring this to your remembrance. I bring this to your remembrance. I bring this to your remembrance. And as I was speaking a little earlier about Timothy, Paul began to talk to Timothy about because Timothy was a pastor and history says he had many churches there. He was a young man and, and, and Paul told him, he said, Timothy, I know you have faith. He said, it was in your grandmother. Faith was in your mother. He says, I am assured it's also in you. It's there. But you have to know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. If we would get stay in the word, Remember those things which have been preached to us. And that's why I say again, in its simplicity, feast on the word of God. Get you a, uh, uh, whether it's your phone or an iPad or whatever on your Kindle, whatever you use for your uh, listening of podcasts and listening of YouTube or whatever the case may be. But find faith feel, uh, a healing feel. Prosperity-filled messages and feast on them. You find something that, that rings true in your spirit and just makes your heart leap. That's what you listen to over and over and over. Don't try to go to something new every day, but feast on what's 
is, is ringing true to your soul. If you're in a place to where you need healing, then find messages that speak healing to you, that encourages your heart, that makes your heart leap. And that's where you dwell. Stay there. Stay in the word. Go to the word and just do a word search. And just go in the Bible and see. Look up healing. Look up deliverances. See the miracles of God. See what God did through Paul. See what uh, is spoken of in uh, Isaiah. Oh, it says that the word is healing to your flesh. The word of God will heal you if you simply just feast on it. And to feast means to take it and to have in abundance. You have in abundance. I pray this word of God has taken you today. And I pray that it is a blessing to you. And that you continue to hear us and just tune in to us. And let us know if this message is, or these messages of, of, uh, have uh, had impact on you. If you've got uh, a winning testimony, please reach out to us as PastorEric523 at gmail.com. Or write us at uh, Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30064. Again, we close with a prayer today. Father, I pray. For those who do not know you, I pray that we've any who have come upon this broadcast, Lord, and they don't know you, Lord, as their Lord and Savior. I pray they would repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I come to you just as I am. Lord, I believe that you lived a sinless life. I believe that you died on the cross for me and you rose again on the third day. Lord, I present myself to you. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for your shed blood on that cross. And most of all, thank you, Jesus, that you love me today. I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my Savior. And now I am a part of the family of God. If you prayed this prayer, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Go into the word of God. Seek him. And ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Yes, as you being a new believer, Jesus now is resident in your, in your heart because you received him. Now to be endued with power, speak to him. To Lord, fill me with the power of speaking in tongues, Lord, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Because I not only want to uh, have this gift for myself, Lord, of salvation, but I want to share it with others, Lord, and to do it with wisdom, with knowledge, and with discretion. We pray again for you, all those who hear this broadcast, that you will walk by faith and not by sight, that you will receive this word, this engrafted word, feast on it, and go into the word of God and let him lead you to, to, to scriptures that will build you up on your most holy faith. And as Jude say, pray in the Holy Ghost. You will build your faith up by praying in the Holy Ghost and praying unto God, and he will show you things that will blow your mind. Father, we thank you for this day, and I pray you will join us again for Journeys in Grace.